don't quit. Don't be a quitter. That's, that's my one thing I want to tell people. Don't be a quitter and believe in yourself. This one's radio episode 648 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. guys uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by my friends over at dkms once again they they're continuing to fight the fight against blood cancer and various other blood disorders and uh, I'm, I'm honored that they've asked me to help spread the message help do my part to to fight the fight as well and uh, if you're interested in doing your part the the biggest thing the, the biggest thing they're asking for is that you head over to the website dkms.org click the link that says request your free swab kit and use that to help you get registered to uh, to, to swab the inside of your cheek, send it in, send it back, and uh, be on the on the list, be in the pool, if you will, of potential marrow donors. Somebody who is willing to donate a little bit of bone marrow uh, to somebody who's ha- who has uh, to someone who has blood cancer, and that might be the the missing piece to helping that person win the fight against cancer. So if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to join me in the pool, check out dkms.org for all the information and to get your free swab kit, you can also text the word AMAZING. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number 50555 to get all your questions answered. And if you're thinking about running a charity race in 2019, you can check out the information on the website as well and maybe be a part of uh, Team DKMS if they're if they're running a race that you want to get into, maybe New York, maybe Marine Corps. Uh, there's a few other big ones on the list as well. So check all that information out, dkms.org. Thank you guys for supporting the sponsors and, and certainly thank you for supporting DKMS and the great work that they're doing uh, it's, it's awesome to be associated with them. And it's so great to hear so many of you that have joined me in the pool and, uh, registered as potential bone marrow donors to help fight the fight against blood cancer. But, uh, we'll talk about DKMS a little bit more later, but for now, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that I've been interacting with on social media for a while now. Can't remember exactly how long it's been, a year, two years, something like that. Uh, and for whatever reason, I've never really thought about asking her to join me on uh, on the show until today. And thankfully, I finally come, come to my senses, uh, invite her on the show, and here we are. Uh, in the past few years, uh, you know, the, the real eye-catching thing, if you, if you follow her on social media, is you'll notice that she's lost a lot of weight, some 125-ish pounds, plus or minus, uh, in, in the last few years. And uh, you know, th- those stories are always fun to hear. And, and that's uh, definitely looking forward to diving into her story a bit more and, and learning more about that journey, what, how, how it started, how it began, how we, where we are today and, and what, where we're going in the future. Uh, so without any further ado, it's my pleasure to be able to welcome Ms. Cassie Bryant to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Cassie. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you asking. That was uh, kind of a surprise, but I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely looking forward to it. And guys, if you're not connected with Cassie on on the social medias yet, uh, do so. Lots. Of, she's always posting stuff. Lots of lots of fun things going on. Lots of posts and stories and, and all that good stuff on the Instagrams. You can find her with the handle at former fat girl on fire. All one word. All just like it's uh, spelled, just like it sounds. At former fat girl on fire. And uh, if you're a Snapchatter, which I am not much of a Snapchatter, I'm, I think I'm Ooh. on there, but I don't. I don't. I don't play. I, I I use the filters every once in a while to to take a picture on Snapchat, but I don't uh, don't really get into it. But if you do and you want to connect with Cassie there, uh, it's it's a little bit shortened than the Instagram. 
Instagram handle, but it's uh, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. At FFG on fire, so former fat girl on fire, but just the the first three words there are just the the first letters. So FFG on fire on the Snapchat, and uh, as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at disruns.com/six-four-eight. If you want to connect with Cassie, and, you, and like I said, if you haven't done so already, it's it's definitely worth following along and. and uh, Lots, lots of great, great photos, great stories, uh, fun stuff, and, uh, and and just real. And and we always always love those those people that are real on social media. So definitely connect with Cassie. If we haven't done so already. So Cassie, the way we always start off uh, the show, pretty pretty simple question, at least as, as far as it, it relates for me asking. Uh, for some folks, it can be a pretty simple question to answer as well. But some people, it, it can be a little bit of a of a head scratcher. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I don't have a big idea of which way you're going to go on this, which is which makes it fun for me because I get to be surprised just like everybody else. But it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I love the 5K. I love it. Um, for the longest time, that was like the goal is like I, I want to be able to run, run the whole thing. And when I was finally able to do it, I was just floored at my ability to, I, I think I ran it in like 35 minutes the first time, like when I ran and didn't mm-hmm. stop to walk. And then, um, the faster I've gotten, the more I, it's just one of those races you can run it about the time you have, you watch a TV show. So it's fun. It's fast. And, you know, you get to hang out, you get to see all your friends and, um, and you don't have to do a whole lot of training other than if you want to get really fast, you can put in the speed work and there's always fun runs everywhere. I mean, you can do a little fun run 5k with your running club. So I really love the 5k. It's probably my favorite. And as much as I have stayed injured (laughs) doing longer races, um, I mean, I've run everything from, I've run up to a half marathon and, you know, I tend to stay injured with longer distances, but I have so much fun with that 5k. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, you know, the, the, the shorter distances, even though you're pushing a lot of times harder than you do for the longer stuff. Um, you know, it's it's just, it's a bit easier on the body to, to not get as much pounding in as, as much as everybody knows that listens to the show. I'm not the biggest fan of the 5k, uh, just because it it hurts because you're, because I am, if I'm going to run it, I'm going to run it hard. And it's just, uh, it's uncomfortable from start to finish. Oh yeah. I'm almost feel like I'm going to blow up every time I get to the (laughs) end of it. You know, you can't breathe by the end and you feel like your heart's about the, you know, I've seen the heart rates that I've given up on Mm -hmm. some of those 5ks and I'm like, well, that was fun, you know, but it's so fast and it's over so quick that you almost, I mean, for me, it, it, it's just a lot of fun. Cause I, the, my favorite part about running is the community. Like mm-hmm. there's just such a community. So you get to hang out with your community at the end and before, and I don't know, it's just fun for me. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Even if it's, you know, that's one of the, the beauties about running as well is, is just because one distance isn't one person's cup of tea doesn't mean that it's a bad distance. Doesn't mean that it's a, it's, it's still a, a great, a great race and something that I probably should do once in a while just to just to blow it out because I don't do a lot of, of hard speed training. So maybe maybe I should. Oh boy! Now I'm setting myself up for for people holding me accountable for running more five Ks. But maybe it's something that that might be on the on the agenda going forward. I really did love longer distances until I started with I got plantar fasciitis. So mm-hmm. like once I got that, I really struggled with longer distances. So, um, but it's not that I don't don't, don't enjoy those because I do, I love, I, I like running with other people. And when you're doing a 5k, you don't get to sit around and talk to people while you're running. And that's, you know, I, I like those long runs that you get in the morning times with, at five o'clock with the, the girls in the running club and you get to have that, that fun talk time, but it just got to the point where I was dealing with too many injuries. So 
Well, yeah, and if you're, if you're, if you're running hurt, that's, that's not fun at all. So, yeah, if you can keep it short and stay healthy, that's that's certainly uh, better than, than the alternative of running long and getting injured all the time. Right, and and I am actually seeing a, a physical therapist and an ortho, and I'm off until after the first of the year, so I'm not even running. So I'm going a little crazy, okay? A little <laughs> And then they're going to send me to a gait analysis at UAMS to check out to see why I keep getting injured in one foot instead of the other. It's always one foot instead mm-hmm. of the other. So I'm hoping that I will run healthy in 2019. Yay! Yeah, certainly. Fingers fingers crossed for that for for sure. Um, so so Cassie, as we mentioned or as I mentioned in the in the beginning. Um, you know, you've definitely had quite the, quite the journey to get to where you are today, down some 125 pounds. Um, so, so take me back to, to those days, to, to the days before you kind of got into running and, and what was the, the, the nudge that got you started down the path that has led to where you are today with, with the sport. And I know you do a lot of, of weightlifting as well, and just being more active and, and, and a whole host of things which we can get into as we go. But, but what got you started down this path to begin with? I was sick. I was extremely sick. And um, before that, I had found out that I had bipolar disorder and I also have obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety disorder. So I have a whole host I have the trifecta of mm-hmm. mental illnesses. And it's, it, it was really a struggle to try to find some sort of balance in my medication and this newly diagnosed self. And I said, I have to get my whole self healthy because I'm, I, I have to, I mean, if I'm this sick, if, if what they're telling me is that I've got X, Y, and Z and medication is probably never going to be enough. Um, and it wasn't enough. And I was still dealing with severe side effects from medications and things. I said, I'm going to get healthy. Plus um, a lady had come up to me in the store and said, uh, how far along are you? Mm. Lady, I'm not pregnant. Mm. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. I wasn't pregnant. And then I saw some pictures that my husband had taken while we were at the lake. And it was so bad, Denny. It was so bad that I cried. I sat down and cried and I said, I have to do something. Um, I'm dealing with all these illnesses. I'm dealing with this obesity and I'm going to die. Like that's, that was the realization that I'd come to. At one point I was almost 300 pounds and I was going to, I was worried I was going to die. And my daughter, we couldn't go to the zoo. We couldn't, Mm. we couldn't walk through the zoo without me having to sit down at a bench and I'd be sweating profusely. I mean, it was just terrible. So I started walking that's all I did. I just started walking. My husband got me one of those little step counters, not even an expensive one, like one that hung around your neck. Mm-hmm. And the whole point was to try to get 10,000 steps a day. And it started small because when I first looked at the first two days I wore it, I just did what I normally do. And I was doing 1500 steps a day at most. Wow. And I was like, wow, how am I going to get to 10,000? And I did it for the first two weeks and he bought me a a nicer band. And so we went from there and then it was a game for me. For me, hitting those steps was almost like, we're going to play this game. We're going to see if I can hit those numbers every day. And all I did was walk. And then I was up to walking three miles a day at one point and was down 40 pounds. Mm. So it, it happened pretty, pretty quickly. And I fixed my food and those were, that was just, Basically, I didn't really have to get rid of anything. I just had to cut back on some of the things. Like I was really shocked at how much I was eating every day. Whoa. I mean, I was eating three, 4,000 calories a day and mm. I wasn't 
walk 1500 steps. <laughs> you obviously have a problem then. Right. And I didn't realize how bad the problem was until I looked at it all on paper and I said, okay, logically I know what I need to do. And that's what I did. I walked and I cut back my food and then it became an addiction. It was, I became addicted to watching these numbers change. I became addicted to watching my body change and I became addicted to feeling good. Like mm. I felt good. I was slowly able to get off medications that I didn't need anymore. My anxiety levels went from insanely high to nil. Mm -hmm. Like I went from going, driving up to the Walmart and getting ready to go grocery shop and couldn't even get out of my car and having my husband come pick me up because I couldn't get out of my car wow. to being able to go inside and not think twice about it not even have to consider taking an anxiety medicine medication before I walk in the store because I was doing something. My, my body chemically was obviously not producing endorphins like it should have. Mm -hmm. And I made my body produce those by just doing little extra things. And then it came to the point where I started doing even more. I was like, okay, well, instead of parking next to the front gate at Walmart, I'm going to park at the very back. And that's where I do everywhere. It, that's just my habit now. My mm -hmm. kids know that they're going to walk in the very back of whatever parking lot we go to to get to the front because I just feel like that little bit extra always helps. I don't I don't know. It just started so small and it was so organic. And everybody wants to think that they need to do some sort of life change. Danny, you don't have to change your life mm -hmm. all at once. It's just little tiny pieces. It, I know it's an elephant to eat, but how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And that's what I did. Yeah, that's that's um, certainly a, 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 a one of those things I think that uh, can can be you know looks really great on a on a social media post and, and it, it's easy to to roll off the tongue, but it can be it can be difficult when you're in that situation of being like you know what like like these small changes that 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 you made that, that we can all make as far as, as whatever it is, whether it's, it's walking farther, whether it's, you know, just doing a, a few minutes of stretching or foam rolling or strength training or, or whatever it is, you know, dietary changes, whatever it might be, those small changes, uh, that one bite at a time can really have some, some big impacts when you are consistent with it. That's, that's ultimately the name of the game. I call it the steamroll effect. My my entire journey is one steamroll after another. It basically started with the tiniest thing of walking those steps. And then it rolled into me wanting to change my diet. And it changing my diet a little piece at a time. I mean, I still eat pizza once a week, so don't judge me, but <laughs> I do. Um, and then it and then it rolled into running. I I was walking one day and I said, "Man, I think that I might want to run. And I sent a text message to my friend who used to be a cross country runner. Um, my friend, Christy, she's, I've been friends with her since elementary school. And I said, I want to run. And she was like, well, take off and run. <laughs> and I was like, well, you make it sound easy, but that's not exactly how it works. But that really was how it worked for me. I started running between light poles. Mm -hmm. I would run between light poles if I could get that far. And then I would walk between the next light pole. And then I would run a little bit. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to sign up for a 5K. And I did. And then I ran the whole thing. And then I wanted to be a stronger runner. So guess what I did? Let's go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Let's start doing some strength training. And it started off with some circuit training. And then it steamrolled into full-blown 
weightlifting. Like I love it. Like it's, it's a whole nother outlet for me and it makes me a stronger and a faster runner. And now I'm hooked. Right. I mean, Denny, I am hooked to this life. <laughs> and you told me, if you told me three years ago that this is how it would be today, this, this person who loves, I can't leave the gym without being there for two hours. I can't, <laughs> I, whatever reason. And I've got, a, I've got a whole new set of friends just because I run. Mm-hmm. because I lift weights and because I'm a part of this fitness community. It's insane. I didn't have friends beforehand. I really didn't. I had a couple of close friends that I've had, but not, I have a community and that's how all of this really has probably changed me the most. The community and my daughter, my daughter's gotten to see this person that I am now. And she's never going to remember that other lady, that lady who couldn't walk with her in the zoo. So it's, I, I really do. I'm so grateful that I started this and as terrible and terrifying as it seemed at first, once I got into it about a month, once I was doing it for about a month, it just seemed like it steamrolled. That's all it did. And I think that if everybody would take that first step, even if you don't know what the next step will be, if you take the first step and and start the journey you can figure it out as you go, because that's what I did. I've not had a lot of trainers. I've not had a lot of coaching. I've just figured it out as I've gone along. And yes, I've made some mistakes, but I am telling you that if you just take that step, just that first little step, it seems scary, but if you do it, I promise, I promise it, it, it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't get easy, but it definitely gets easier once you, once you start building up that, that momentum. Yeah. Um, there we go. A few minutes ago, you mentioned kind of as as you got going uh, with with the walking and with the the, the weightlifting and, and just this whole different lifestyle that it kind of got addicting for you and and you were really I think you I think the the exact words correct me if I'm wrong but you were addicted to the, the, the to the numbers to the calories in the calories burned the steps taken things like that um, which for some people that works out great and for some people that can become um, a, a problem that that addiction to the numbers to to the data can be a real you know maybe starts off as a positive and can can definitely take a downfall pretty quickly. Did did you ever have any negative problems with with these uh, newfound addictions back you know a few years ago? Yes, yes. Whenever um, even as of recently, you know, I've had to uh, realize that it's life. Okay. We live in life. I mean, it, it, it's not perfect. And those numbers are not always going to be perfect. And it's really not always going to affect the way I think it is to my body. So when I plug in those food numbers or when I see the numbers on the scale, they don't always match what I feel like they should, should match. Like mm-hmm. I don't even deal with the scale anymore. I quit that. I quit that probably now I will weigh in once, maybe once a month, but I don't weigh in any more than that because the scale does not help me. It is not good for me. Um, because my body is changing in ways that the scale can't show me. So for someone who lifts weights and even runners who are, you know, runners can gain muscle while they're, they're running. You cannot look at that scale. That, that, that's not, I, I really feel like you should look more at measurements whenever, but at the beginning, it was a scale for me in the very beginning. I, I was looking at the scale and looking at the scale often, mm-hmm. but as I have grown up a little bit and realized that's not important, it's, you want to look at measurements. You want to look at how your clothes fit, how you feel about yourself. 
how you feel when you look in the mirror. Those are some things that those are important. The scale's really not important. And as far as logging the food, um, it's comfort for me now. It's I'm two and a half years in and it's just a habit. And there are days where I forget to do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I forgot to do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I forgot to log that. But I know about how many calories I'm, I'm living off of. And that's just, but, but for me, if I don't log, I typically, I'm an overeater. And I'll always be an overeater. I'll eat whatever you can put in front of me and I'll be good, you know. But if I don't log it, then I know that I will probably roll back into those old habits. I'm not very good at, uh, I guess, calculating. You know, my body doesn't always say shut off. It's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't say full. Um, So I do, um, I do think that that's important for me and maybe probably most overeaters to, to calculate, put in your calories. But if you mess up, you mess up. It's, right. it's just one day. And my biggest thing for people that they're always like, well, I've messed up. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. You've got, say you've got four tires and you get a flat in one. Does that mean that just because you have a flat in that one tire, you're going to go out and stab all the rest of your tires? <laughs> right. Right. Are you going to mess up the, the rest of your week because you messed up one day? <laughs> That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Come on now. And so many people, once they fail, even if they mess up one meal, they want to literally throw the wheels off and say, right. forget it. I've messed up and now I'm never going to get it back. I'm like, dude, it's one meal. You messed up. It's okay. Move on. It's life. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those things. People are so hard on themselves. <laughs> they, they really are. And I heard, I've heard somewhere um, along the lines uh, this isn't necessarily related to running, but it certainly, at least I, where I heard it wasn't related to running, but it certainly ties into, to running, to, to weight loss, to, to health, to just about every area of, of life. Like you said, people are so hard on themselves. Uh, if, if we, we, we would never, A, talk to other people, or at least most of us, most decent people wouldn't talk to other people the <laughs> same way that we talk to ourselves sometimes, nor would we let other people talk to us the same way that we can talk to ourselves and be that, that inner critic yet, yet we're so willing to, like you said, to, to, to stab the other four tires, to sabotage the rest of the day or the rest of the week and say the hell with it because I overate or didn't run or whatever it was because I, I did something that I didn't yeah. want to do today, then we're just going to let the next, the rest of the week go. And it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense at all yet. We, we, and, and logically we know that logically we would tell somebody else not to worry about it yet for whatever reason, we're quick to sabotage ourselves when, uh, there's no real good reason to do that, to do that. Mm-mm. It's ridiculous. It, it it surprises me. And I've got lots of friends who are like, wow, I didn't even think of it that way. And I'm like, well, now you need to think of it that way because you can't, you can't go around sabotaging. And that's, that's a lot of what happens on these journeys is people sabotage themselves so often that they can't ever get to a point where they see results and, and get to feeling healthy and fit. And that's the goal of all this. It's not to get skinny. It's not to, it's not to be a size two. It's to get healthy. It's Mm -hmm. it for me, it was to be a strong person, to be a fit person, to be able to do certain things like hang out with my kid and run around and play on, on the playground. It's never been about a number. I mean, I did always place a number of where I wanted to be because that was supposed to be healthy based mm-hmm. on some chart that some <laughs> right. quack with. But at some point that number even has gone to the wayside. It doesn't matter anymore. If I never lose another pound or another inch, I know that I'm healthy. I know that I'm strong. And, 
and that's perfectly okay. There's at some point you have to figure out what your goal is. If you're really just looking to get skinny, I, I think you're looking at the wrong goal. I think if you're looking to get fit, whatever, that's where you need to look. Um, but stop looking at the scale. Cause that's not going to make you, you can be 125 pounds and still not be fit. So. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't, uh, can't say that better. And, and it's, it is something where maybe just shifting the focus just a little bit can make all the difference to, to a, a little bit more positive goal can, can really make, uh, keep you moving in the right direction. And, and you, and, you know, surprise, surprise, you may still end up hitting some of those, those weight targets. If that's something that, that matters to you by shifting to your, mm-hmm. your targets a bit, uh, a bit to the side to something that's, that's adjacent to that. Um, I want to, want to, dive into uh some of the the maybe challenges or struggles you've you've had along the way cassie but first i want to take a second and pay a couple of bills uh and thank the good folks from dkms that uh, are continuing to support the show continue to sponsor the show uh, but more importantly than than that uh they're continuing to do great work in the in the field of trying to eliminate blood cancer and various other blood disorders from uh from the world uh is as an international company they're not an organization they're not a company they're a non-profit uh international organization they're they're Obviously, they do a lot of work here in the States, but they also do a lot of work around the world uh, trying to match up potential donors, uh, healthy folks that, that uh, can, can donate some bone marrow to folks that are dealing with blood cancer. And maybe that is the only, the, you know, the last quiver, uh, last arrow in the quiver to help, uh, hopefully, those folks that have blood cancer to be able to live a healthy, normal life cancer-free is to get a, a donation of bone marrow from, a lot of times, a complete stranger who just happens to be the perfect genetic match. And, and what DKMS does, they're, they're one of their big things. They do a few other things as well, but their, their big thing is putting that, that registry pool together of folks like, like you and I who uh, are, are healthy and cancer-free, thank the Lord, and uh, willing to potentially give up a little bit of our bone marrow to help save the life of somebody, uh, a stranger, most likely, uh, who is in need of, of that life-saving treatment. So if you're willing to join me in the pool, head over to dkms.org, request the free swab kit. They'll get it off in the mail to your ASAP. You take the little Q-tips, swab the inside of your mouth, put them back in the envelope, send them all back, all postage paid. And, uh, you'll be one of, one of, you'll join me and 8 million of our other closest friends that are in the pool. Uh, and just saying that, hey, hey, we're willing to help out. We're willing to, to give a little uh, bone marrow to help somebody be uh, hopefully cancer-free, help, hopefully help save a life. Uh, and so far to date in the, in the 28 years, I think, that, that DKMS has been, uh, been around, over 70,000 folks, they've, they've, they've brought together 70,000-plus uh, donations. And, and uh, you know, hopefully, the vast majority of them have been successful. So uh, if you want to find out more information, like I said, dkms.org or text the word AMAZING, that's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G, to the number 50555 on your phone. You get all your questions answered and get that get that swab kit and join me in the pool of potential life savers. So Cassie, um, back to back to kind of what uh, a, a few, uh, t- bringing together a few different bits of your story here. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. When, when you talked about how uh, you know, you just started out with walking and, and, and got going there and, and kind of changed the diet and eventually you started to run. Um, it sounded like, and, and I know you're, we're bringing a lot of time together in just a, a few minutes. So we're, we're kind of glossing over some of the, the, uh, the details and, and focusing on the big picture, but it sounded like things were pretty, pretty smooth sailing, uh, in that part of the story. But then you also talked about some injuries, some, some things like that, that you've dealt with along the way. So I have to imagine that, uh, it, it hasn't all been smooth sailing along, along the entire, uh, you know, journey that you've been on to, to get your health, uh, you know, improve your health and, and become more active and, and, you know, make all the progress that you've made. So, uh, if, if we could, could we dive into maybe some of the, 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 the rough patches along the way? Cause I think that's something that a lot of us can, uh, definitely relate to no matter where we started, where we're going. Uh, we all have those rough patches along the way. So what are some, some strong 
struggles that you've had over the, the, the years of your journey? Oh, well, there have been plenty. Um, let's start with one. Um, for, um, for almost a year, I was plateaued. I didn't move. Nothing changed. Not a thing. Not the scale. Not my measurements. Nothing. I was between a 10-pound, between the same 10 pounds. And I was like, I'm working out more than ever. I'm, I'm doing everything right. I mean, I thought I was doing everything right. And I literally had no change for almost a year. That was awful because I still had a long, I felt like I had a long way to go and I was very unhappy, but I kept telling myself, if you just keep at it, you're not at it. You're not doing this for a specific, you know, way you're, you're doing this because you're getting healthier. So I kept having to coach myself, like, because there are days you're like, well, why am I doing this? I mean, I just should quit. I mean, why am I coming in the gym every day and nothing is changing? Why am I running every day and nothing is changing? And that's where I got to. Like, it was literally, I didn't know how much more of it I could have taken because I was doing it day in and day out for almost a year. And I started to deal with some injuries with my running. So the longer I would run, it started after my first half marathon. Um, I got plantar fasciitis before that. I, all along this running journey has been, because I started out at over 200 pounds running, I was I stayed injured. The mm -hmm. first injury was in three months after I started running. I had two stress fractures in my left leg. And then uh, later on, I had gotten tendonitis in, my, in the same leg, um, perineal tendonitis. And I have, I have that off and on. Then shin splints. And then, oh, goodness. And then plantar fasciitis. And that, that is the booger of all boogers. <laughs> I have had that for the last year and I finally decided to get some help with that um, because I tried everything else from splints to, to Roland. Mm -hmm. I, th there was nothing else I really could have done. And there were some issues with my feet that needed to be worked on and my hips. So that was part of it. But those are just some of the, the, the stumbling blocks. And I could have said, well, hell with it. I'm going to quit. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a quitter. I mean, listen, I have, I am, just, just not even six months before I started this whole journey, I had been hospitalized because I had tried to commit suicide because I was dealing with the mental illness and dealing with all of the struggles that come with that and not understanding why I was sick. You know, I was misdiagnosed for two years. And when they finally figured out what was wrong with me, it was almost too late, mm -hmm. right? And, um, I said, I have not come this far. I've not survived all of the things that I've survived to quit over some foot pain. So, or some plateau or whatever. So I decided to change everything. I decided to go for shorter runs. So I went from running five miles a day to running two and three. And then I went and I only ran two or three miles. I was running. I went from running 25 to 30 miles a week to running 10 or 12. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, it was hard for me, but I started weightlifting more to help strengthen some of those issues I was dealing with. And then I got really involved with that. So I was kind of grateful that I, I kind of stumbled upon something else that could supplement for running, even though it's not the same. Right. Um, but it was, 
extremely helpful. And I think that that's why I, every time I meet a runner who's struggling with injury, I'm like, Hey guys, you really need to try strength training. Mm -hmm. It helps. It keeps you strong. Even if you're not running every day, you know, it gives your body a little bit of a break and, and you're still not going to lose anything in your running. In fact, I've gotten faster, uh, strength training. So there's just a lot, uh, there's been a lot of hurdles like injuries and, and getting stuck in places. And we all get stuck somewhere in this journey. If you're on any kind of fitness journey, you know, that sometimes you get stuck Mm -hmm. and you have issues, but are you going to quit? Are you going to be a quitter or are you going to keep going? Are you going to suck it up and say, you know what? Today is not my day, but if I can look six months into the future, you know, and let's be real. You're stuck with this body for the rest of your life, guys. <laughs> right. I mean, you're either going to waste the time, you know, working on your body or the time's going to pass anyway. I mean, you mm-hmm. can either do something about it or the time's going to pass anyway. And then you're where are you going to be in six months? Still wishing you had done something about right. it. Right. So quit. Don't quit. Don't be a quitter. That's that's my one thing I want to tell people. Don't be a quitter and believe in yourself because nobody else is really going to believe in you. Like you are able to believe in you. People are always asking me, why are you so confident? Why are you so positive? Well, because it's a good lie. Right. I mean, I've had a struggle, but it's still a good lie. And I am the only one that can make it what I want it to be. So that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't, can't agree with that more. And, and it's, we, we all are going to have our struggles at various points, our, our plateaus, our plateaus, our injuries or whatever. And um, yeah, it, quitting is kind of that same thing as, as popping a hole in the rest of the tires. Like it doesn't, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to, not going to move you to where you ultimately want to, want to get to. Um, ha, have you had, uh, obviously, you know, we connected on, on social media. I think it was in the run half or run group. Melissa Khan's group, uh, it was our first connection point and, and have stayed connected in various other platforms and stuff along the way. Um, so I know that you've been involved in some social media groups and, and are active on social media as well, but have you had a chance to, to plug into, to local running communities or, or do you not have much of a running community in your area? Have you had a lot of in-person interaction? Yes. So I absolutely love my local running communities and I'm going to give a shout out to Conway Running Club who probably saved me from even more injury and all the amazing people there. And a special shout out to Jackie Stone because she is an excellent running coach and she will keep you safe. Um, but those, that group of people, um, also got me hooked up with, uh, team RWB team, red, white, and blue who helps, um, basically they connect veterans who live with PTSD and they help connect them with activities that they can do in the community, like, um, running, uh, they do lots of rucking, uh, fishing, hunting, whatever. I mean, I do a lot of running and do um, play a big part. I, I play a big part. I volunteer often as often as I possibly can, um, with my local, uh, local community and local team, red, white, and blue. And of course, I'm, apparently I got sucked into, I'm on the social committee for Conway <laughs> running. Club. Um, I, that was, that was the most recent thing. I'm like, what do you guys want me on this for? But it's probably cause I talk so much. It's really <laughs> what it is. Um, but I've recently got involved with that. I'm telling you, Denny, I cannot just, I just cannot explain how different my life is today because of communities like team RWB and because of Conway running club, 
because they give me a community, Mm -hmm. a community that I've never had before and that, that I never expected to inherit from all this. So yeah, it's a big the, deal to me. The, the, the communities are, are certainly, I know for a lot of us, myself, a lot of folks listening, um, a big part of the draw, you know, as much as we might love running and, and I think we all pretty much do, um, it's, it's another thing to, to have folks to share that with. And sometimes that can be your family. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, your, your adopted family, your, your chosen family of, of your tribe, your, your group, your, your local community, your online community, uh, whatever the case might be. So I'm, I'm glad you're able to, to connect in person because that's, you know, as much as I love social media and I have a feeling that you do as well, Cassie, it's, it's also nice to, mm-hmm. to have actual hugs and, and high fives and fist bumps and, and all those types of things that we can get when we, uh, you know, get, get involved in the local community. Um, but, but shifting back a little bit to, to social media, um, and maybe, maybe this is still somewhat running related, or maybe this, it's a little bit, uh, broader topic as well. But, um, one of the things that I really appreciate you on, appreciate about you on social media is how, open and, and honest and real you are both with, with the weight loss, with some of the injuries that you've, that you've had and dealt with. I have I've known about a few of those and, and offered my two cents on a few of them, hopefully uh, well-received two cents, but sometimes maybe, maybe ignore, whatever the case might be. Um, I remember some posts about some of the, the, the struggles you've had in, in, in you know, little issues with, with some of the mental health and, and things like that along the way. Um, and so I guess my question is, is it is it hard for you to be as open and honest and real on social media as as you are, or 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 why why do that? Why put yourself out there so much on social media? Because you know there are there are haters out there. Um, why do you, why do you open yourself up like that and and so willingly do so uh, on a near daily basis? Dude, haters gonna hate. Okay, <laughs> um, listen. I have gone through so many things and I feel like there are so many people who may be able to connect to what I'm saying and not everybody is going to be so willing and so open to do that. And I'm sorry. I, I am one of I, my, I just don't believe in, in leaving stories like what I've got, what I've gone through and saying it's shameful because if I do that, then I become ashamed of who I am as a person. And a lot of what I've gone through is not necessarily my fault. My mental illnesses are not my fault. I didn't cause those. I was born with those. That's just, or, or there were outside influences that helped contribute to that. And so I'm not going to be ashamed of that because there's no reason to be, because it's not my fault. Now the, you know, things like the running injuries, Hey, you live and you learn and you, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'll be the first one to tell you that I've screwed up and caused a lot of those things, but there's really no reason for me not to be open because there are so many people that come up to me later and say, wow, your story helped me. Wow. Thank you for being so open about, you know, your suicide or your suicide attempt or, you know, I, I, I literally had people message me and say, I didn't, you know, you were talking about that and I live with anxiety too. And I absolutely understand. And thank you for speaking out about it. And that's the reason why, Denny, that is why I'm so open because there are people out there who need it. And the people that don't need it can shut up. I don't care what they have to say about it. The people that do need it need to hear it. And, and like I said, haters going to hate, no matter what I say, if somebody's going to hate me, they're going to hate me whether I'm telling my story and, and helping other people or whether or not, you know, I'm keeping quiet about it and blowing smoke and sunshine up people's butts. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's not my thing. If you know me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to filter 
you know, my pictures or change any of that. And I'm sure not going to filter my story. It, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm not a perfect human. And I don't know any, anybody other than Jesus was. Okay. So, <laughs> right. uh, so let's just get to that because if somebody really has something negative to say about me, they let them. I've had way worse trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got family who's been way worse to me than anything. <laughs> Right. So that that's that's because there are people out there who need to hear it, and there are people out there that can relate to it, and there are going to be people out there who are who who don't feel comfortable speaking out. And I do. I feel comfortable speaking out. It doesn't. I've never even thought twice about it. In fact, I plan on writing a book one day, and you're going to have to plug it on your show. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely will. Um, so, so one thing that that was in my in my head there, but I think you maybe just answered it, but uh, I'm still going to ask it. Was there was there ever any trepidation about putting yourself out there, or it's just that's just the way you are, and and you know, love it or hate it, here's mm. here's my story, and here's how I am. I don't know. Maybe at first there was a little, a little bit, especially I think my husband gets a little squeamish about it, but I'm like, it's my life, mm-hmm. and I, I'm 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 gonna pretty much try to leave you out of it. But I mean, it is my life, and I I know that maybe sometimes it may be a little embarrassing to have a wife like this. But it is what it is. Um, I, I think that that sometimes he would prefer I wouldn't talk so much about the mental illness and stuff. But I get it. I mean, uh, it, but for me, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic because, like I said, so often people come back later and are like, "Wow, I was X, I'm X, Y, and Z, and I live with this," and I. I've got new friends because of it. So at the beginning, maybe just a smidge, but really I'm an open book kind of person. That's just, that's just who I am. It's who I've always been. I'm, I'm friendly to a fault. Okay. <laughs> so that's just, that's just my personality. Well, and it's, it's, uh, if, if that's, if that's your fault, you're, you're in a, you're in a pretty good place as far as, uh, you can have a whole lot worse faults than being overly friendly and, and, and maybe sharing, uh, some things that, not everybody's always comfortable with, but like you said, there's, there's a lot of folks, um, in, in every, every walk of life running, non-running, whatever the case might be that, you know, have different things that they struggle with that, that they think that they're alone, whether it's mental illness, whether it's, it's whatever. I mean, there's, there's a, a million different things, you know, cancer or other diseases or, or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, the, the folks who are willing to share their stories and their vulnerabilities helps to let everybody else, the rest of us know that, uh, we're not alone. We're not alone with these struggles and, and, you know, there can be, there can be light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, you know, keep, keep sharing, like, not that you need my permission, not that you, not that you, uh, are, are planning on slowing down anytime soon, but, uh, what you're doing is, is fantastic. And I just want to commend you for that. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I, I'm honestly a little shocked, but again, I appreciate you letting me talk a little bit about my story and, and maybe help a few people out there. I mean, that's really what, that's what this whole journey for me is now. It's more about helping other people at this point. And that's just what I want to do. Help somebody. That's, that's, you definitely are. And I'm not, I'm not quite ready to to, to slam the door on this thing just yet, but uh, we're definitely getting to that, to that point of, of starting to wrap up. And, um, one of the things that, uh, I, I, kind of do or, or have been tended to do for, for a while now at the end, Cassie, is ask uh, kind of one last closing question that, that is less specific to 
at least the, the the origin of the question is less specific to to your story, but uh, obviously the answer is 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 yours to to take. I call it a a philosophical question, which some people get a little worried that it's going to be some crazy trick question, but it's kind of like the introductory question, fairly fairly simple, hopefully at least a simple question to ask to to ask, um, and then you know we'll kind of just let you let you take it and run with it, whatever direction you go, and this will probably be where we'll we'll pretty much wrap things up for today, but. Um, I, and I think I'm going to veer off the script of the, kind of some of the quote unquote normal philosophical questions um, and, and just uh, kind of open it up to one last time to um, for, for you to just kind of talk to somebody who is maybe maybe talk to yourself with where you were, um, you know, two and a half, three, four years ago when when things were were, you know, at the at their darkest or toughest times mentally. Um, physically the the whole nine yards, but you were ready to make a change and, and give yourself a little bit of advice. And then what I'm going to ask those that are listening to, to do, um, obviously to, to maybe take some of that advice for themselves, but if they know somebody that might be in a similar situation to, to definitely share this episode with, with, with that friend, that family member who, who maybe just needs a little bit of a pep talk from somebody who pretty much has been in their position right now and, and uh, can, can try to help get them hopefully maybe that little bit of motivation to start, walking just that little bit like like what you did uh so so as we're wrapping up can you just talk to talk to that person talk to you from a few years ago uh to to just kind of offer whatever you want to offer and that's where we'll wrap it up for today okay well dear self start just start that's that's all you have to do you just have to get started and as scary and as terrifying as it is, and I know it is because I've been there with you, you have to start. You start small. Start with tiny steps, baby steps. And along the way, be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. When you stumble, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just keep moving forward. Don't stop. Don't turn around and go back. Just move forward. It's so important that you constantly be trying to better yourself, to move forward. And don't be afraid to be happy. (laughs) Don't be afraid of what all these changes are going to bring, because I promise in two and a half, three years from now, you are going to be abundantly blessed. It's going to be a different life and you are going to be a different person a person that is almost unrecognizable inside and out. So those are really the, that, that's what I would say to myself that I have been hard on myself this entire journey. I was terrified to start Denny. And you know, there are so many times where I stopped and almost turned around and just went back to the old ways. But those are the things that people need to know. And to be kind, be kind to yourself. People are so mean to themselves and the negative self-talk. I just dealt with it yesterday. I, I looked in the mirror and after having a good day the day before, I was like, Ugh, you look terrible. Oh, blah, blah. I don't know how these negative things to say to myself. And I was like, nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Look at what you can do. Look at what your body is capable of. So um, those are the kinds of things that I would tell to to people who are about to start to myself at the beginning, because maybe had I known that at the beginning, it wouldn't have taken so long to get here, but here we are. And I am grateful 
for the journey. And just know that also, you guys, time is going to pass anyway. You can either sit there and wish that you had a different life or you can put in the effort to move forward toward that different life. And six months from now, see where you are. But you can't complain about something that you're not willing to do anything about. And if you're still wishing six months months from now that, that you had started and you didn't start, whose fault is it? I mean, time's going to pass anyway. You might as well do something about it. If you want something, go for it. That's it. That's what I got to say. That's <laughs> That's that's perfect and, and uh, a great way to wrap things up. Uh, once again, guys, at former fat girl on fire on the Instagram. Uh, if if uh, you know you connect with Cassie, if you haven't done so already. You need some motivation. Maybe uh, need to to thank her for motivating you. Whatever it is, at former fat girl on fire on Instagram and on the Snapchat at ffg on fire uh, and disruns.com slash six four eight. As per usual, I'll have everything linked up there as well. So, Cassie, thank you, uh, thank you for coming. Thanks for. Uh, for, for doing this, even if you didn't think that there was a whole lot of, of, uh, of reason or value or things like that, I, I can guarantee you that, uh, the people listening disagree with that statement. So thank you for being willing. Thanks for taking the time. And, and, uh, when that book is ready, let us know and we'll, we'll push it to the moon, but, uh, all the best going forward, my friend, and certainly looking forward to staying in touch. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Cassie and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that uh, resonated at your frequency? What was something that, that stuck in your brain or struck a nerve or whatever it was? What was something from today's episode that you're going to kind of keep chewing on and mulling over a little bit uh, as this episode winds to a close? For me, it, it really kind of came down to when Cassie was talking about using some different tools or metrics to measure her success in, in the weight loss journey. So maybe focusing a bit less on the scale and focusing a bit more on how she feels or on how clothes fit or just things like that, her energy levels, different markers of progress that she encountered that you know weren't, weren't directly related to a number on a scale. And I think for, for us as runners, we can kind of get into that same trap where we get so focused on the time on the clock. You know, what was what was my pace? What what did I, what was my finishing time? Did I break 2 hours in the in the half marathon? Did I break 30 minutes? Did I did I, you know, whatever whatever the the time goals that you might have are, I think it's real easy for us to really get focused on on that metric. And I'm I've been guilty of this in the past. I, I like to think I've I've veered away from it a bit, but um, it's still, it's still something that's out there. It's still something that I think about the, the, the finishing times. And you know, if I, if I get a little bit faster, does that make me a better runner? It's just a, a question that I ask myself and, and there's no right or wrong answer. I'm not trying to, to do anything other than just be, be honest. And I think that sometimes I get too focused on the clock and maybe you do as well. And so one of the things that I, I try to do, um, sometimes more successfully than others is to be focused on some other tools and metrics, just like what Cassie was talking about, some other ways to measure her progress, how her health was improving, things like that, that weren't specifically related to the scale. And I try to find some of those metrics for my running. So it's, it's running a, a strong race, finishing strong, you know, up until these last few marathons that I've run, uh, Pocatello and, uh, seven bridges and, and, uh, Prairie fire out in Kansas, I'd never run negative splits. And now I've done it three times in a row. So to me, that's big progress. That's huge progress. Did I reach my time goal? Maybe not quite yet. Maybe not even close yet. I'm still still an hour away from Boston qualifying time. But I've I've now 
run three marathons where I, I negative split. I ran the second half faster. I finished strong. Never done that before. Now that's not something that, that stands out. That, that's a, that's a sexy metric. That's something that uh, I ever would have thought to, to put out there as a goal or as a target, but that's to me, that's showing that I'm making progress. It's showing that I'm making progress. And there's other things that we can do. There's, you know, different workouts that you're able to do. Um, distances covered, whatever it is. There's, there's all, there's, I, I just think that we get so focused on our time, just like a lot of folks can get so focused on the scale when it comes to losing weight, that there's other ways to measure success, other ways to make sure you're making progress. And I love what Cassie was talking about when she said that she stopped, stopped worrying about the scale. just doesn't even focus on it anymore because there's other ways that she knows that she's moving in the right direction, that she's holding firm. She's, she's, you know, she, she's made the changes that she's needed to make. And I think as runners, we'd be wise to, to recognize that as well. Maybe not you, but certainly me, uh, that there's other ways that I can, I can know that I'm making progress towards my goals of, of Boston and marathons in every state and all those types of things that it doesn't always just have to show up on the clock. Um, and sometimes, you know, just the way, the way life works sometimes, sometimes by focusing on something else and, and, you know, focusing on finishing strong on, on negative splitting, things like that. Um, you know, the clock, the clock starts to show some progress too. You know, and lo and behold, I end up PRing at, at Chattanooga without even really trying to do that, but just focusing on running in a good, strong, smart race, listening to my body, things like that. So maybe that is something that, that resonates with you. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. If not, what, what does? What did resonate with you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet or an Instagram message at DizRuns on both places. Uh, you can, of course, send me an email as well, DizRuns at gmail.com. And uh, if all else fails, you can always head over to the show notes and leave a comment, thoughts, takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash 648 will get you there. Also, some uh, some great photos that Cassie sent over. We got those in the show notes as well. Before and afters, how she, you know, what she's like today. Obviously, follow her along on Instagram and, and Snapchat if you're a Snapchatter, uh, and see all, all the all the shenanigans she's got going on. She's she's uh, an awesome lady, definitely inspiring, and, and very thankful that uh, we were able to, to get a chat together and bring it to you today. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Don't forget DKMS.org or text the word AMAZING to the number 50555 if you uh, are interested in joining me in the pool and becoming a potential marrow donor for someone that is battling blood cancer or other blood disorders via the good folks over at DKMS. They're doing great work and I certainly appreciate their, their support of the show and your support of them means a lot to me as well. So until next time, please be well. Thank you guys for listening once again. Certainly appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of the day and look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care guys. Mm-hmm.